It was late morning on December 18, 1944, a Monday, as the three American G.I.s, Charles W. Lawrence, George Zensenbach, and Clarence von der Wert, drove toward the Belgian village of Iway. Identifiable as Americans by their olive drab cotton and wool, they rode in a U.S. Army jeep, splattered with mud and slush. Iway lay along the Amblev River, deep within the Ardennes region of rugged forests, valleys, and hills, ridges, and ravines. Two days before, Hitler's massive surprise attack, the Ardennes Offensive, had set off what Allied commanders would call the Battle of the Bulge. Iway stood in the path of the surging German spearhead. A few miles to the east and south, German tanks and troops rushed to secure isolated crossroads, exposed villages, intact bridges, and stocked U.S. Army depots. Iway had a bridge, and a depot. They drove all day until night had come. The Ardennes persistent frost and fog lingered, mixing with a light snow. The three entered Iway in their jeep, slowing as the village walls surrounded them the tires sliding a little on the thin dusting of white. The three hadn't slept right for days. Fear had set in their bones like the frost, and the chill swirling inside their jeep made matters worse. Yet they had made it this far. They had traveled twenty, then thirty miles behind the American lines. Some of their commando comrades acted like daredevils, but they had used caution. They chose the secluded roads and exchanged few words with those U.S. soldiers they couldn't avoid. They were so close to their goal, and to getting back to something like a home. The village road bent, delivering them to the bridge. They saw it up ahead. Iway had a roadblock. Three American sentries manned the roadblock. Staff Sergeant Salverson, and Corporals Pavlik and Swanson of the 178th Ordnance Depot Company. Non-combat service troops like the 178th normally supplied the front, but now the front was coming to them. The attacking Germans could come in any shape or form, intelligence had warned. They might even be dressed as Americans. But Salverson, Pavlik, and Swanson hadn't seen any, only a long mess of muddy vehicles full of haggard G.I. mugs. They all checked out okay. In the dark, the three sentries saw yet another jeep coming up the road. It meant they would have to stand out in that cold road again, and at least one of them surely groaned at the thought. One of them raised a hand. Halt. Inside the jeep, the three tightened up, Instructions and warnings scrambled inside their heads. Some of their comrades had already been caught or killed, and it wasn't just the daredevils. Caution was one thing. They still needed luck. The three American sentries stepped out into the road, holding carbines and submachine guns. The driver brought the jeep to a stop. Surrounding the jeep, the American sentries asked for ID. The three handed over their U.S. Army paybooks and papers. These showed them to be Privates Charles W. Lawrence, George Sensenbach, and Clarence von der Wert. To sentries Salverson, Pavlik, and Swanson, 
It probably looked like just another routine halt. The ID seemed legit, and these three sorry dog faces surely fit the part in their mucked-up jeep. They didn't say much, but who did? Talking wasted warmth, energy. Maybe these ones had even been at the front. Best to move them along. Password, please, a sentry commanded. Of course, the soldier behind the wheel replied. He knew the password. Of course he did. After all, he was an American, right?